developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Billions of people have vision problems, and vision is more than 2020. Vision Beyond Sight will help you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Your vision does not define you, you define your vision. With Dr. Lin's new way to look at your life through a new lens, you will be ready to meet yourself and receive visualizations for miracles to come. Welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Lynn, and welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Today, we're visiting with Bethany Friedlander. Bethany is truly an amazing person, as you'll quickly see her power, passion, success, and creativity. And today, we're going to be talking about PJ Library. And what is PJ Library? And Bethany, Bethany will tell us more in just a moment. But just to summarize, PJ Library is a worldwide program that sends free Jewish children's books to families. And that's not only the kids, but also to the grandparents every month. The program is made possible through a partnership with local Jewish organization and philanthropists. Today, here in Colorado, nearly 5,000 families take part in one of the PJ Library book programs. I'm thrilled to be one of those active recipients uh, of PJ Library books because I have a new stash of books for my grandkids when they come to visit. A little bit about Bethany. She's worked and volunteered from coast to coast as a class, classroom teacher, education director, and assistant principal. She's been a coordinator for programs and curriculum designers in public, religious, and private Jewish day schools and synagogues. She has a master's of education degree from Arizona State University and a bachelor's of arts from Brandeis University. Um, she's had the opportunity to also study at Hebrew University in Israel. Talking to, to Bethany, Jewish education is her real passion. Jewish education for young people, literacy, and the importance and the role that families can play when they take an active role in children's Jewish learning and lives. And the key to this building is all about community, which we'll talk about later. So, Bethany, welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Thank you. Great to have you here. And great so, to be here. great. So, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in PJ Library, given the diversity of your experience and what you've done around the country. Yep. So, I got involved because I am a parent. And that is the, the way I um, see PJ Library is having the opportunity for parents to see. Jewish education in forms that um, can happen right inside your home. Uh, so when my children were born, they were PJ Library subscribers. And today I still have two um, who participate in a PJ Way program, which is for older kids who are nine to 12 year olds. And then um, that was my personal experience. And then um, professionally, PJ Library has always been in all of my realms professionally, um, in my education settings, 
and um, in programmatic settings. And so I've seen PJ Library books as this integral part of creating Jewish, meaningful Jewish experience in a very um, easy hands-on way and as a great introduction to Jewish community and Jewish community life. So tell us about the content and tell us about some of the books that Jewish uh, PJ Library created. I actually just got a book the other day. It's been out for a while and it happens um, that a lot of people will know this book and it's called Thanks and it's by a author, um, uh, Eric Carl, who did all of our books growing up, uh, The Hungry Caterpillar, and um, and this happens to be a PJ Library book called Thanks. So the content of PJ Libraries kind of um, ex- is, has a huge expanse. Um, it, it, it is about values. It's about traditions. It's about just regular things that would go on in a home and in a community, and it provides talking points to begin conversation about what it is to be a good person and how to be a good kid and how to experience the world around you through touch and through sight and through um, creating um, community connections um, through artwork, through conversation, through games, um, and it provides the sleeves of the books all provide various content for parents to help with their younger children who don't read yet, and also for older children who can read projects that they can do connected with the, the books. Well, I know I was quite surprised when I got the books and they were about a lot of the Jewish holidays initially, but in the back of the book, there were games, there were how-tos, there were recipes. Uh, I hadn't realized how much further um, the gifts that I was getting would go in helping me and my kids really uh, start building Jewish values and connections. It's not just Jewish values, it is values as a person. Um, so what are some of the other books you mentioned this new one thanks which is great and there's one on gratitude that looks great I see the hungry caterpillar right on front I know yeah I know everyone out there can't actually see it but yeah it it looks like the hungry caterpillar it's so fun (laughs) great and so what are some of the other values that you as a an educator as well as you know PJ library uh, employee. What are the other values? Yeah. That so there, there's there's actually one book that that I love. It's about um, a girl who goes into a pizza shop with her dad, and um, they have this wall of sticky notes that say um, "free pizza" or "a dollar a dollar a pizza" um, or have a great day. And they have all these sticky notes all over the walls of this pizza shop. And they go to order and the girl behind her like gives one of these tickets, these um, sticky notes to the person um, who's taking their order. And the first girl gets like a free pizza. 
She's like, I, I don't understand what's going on. And it's all of this idea about friendship and about looking out for your neighbor. And she ends up asking your dad, hey, can we do this for someone else? And then they stick, take a sticky note and they um, say, um, this is for you. Pick up the pizza you want. Um, and you're a good person. So all these ways to make you understand that you are part of a community. And um, so you're looking out for each other. There's some other books as well about um, some friends who like to play at the park together. And one of the little girls says, oh, let's go back to your house and get something to eat. And the other girl's like, no, no, we don't want to go back to my house. And they end up going back to their house and they realize she has no food in the fridge like some milk and that's it. And it becomes a conversation about how do you care for your friends who need food or don't have the same resources that you have? And what can you do to, again, support your community in ways that a two-year-old or a three-year-old can understand when there isn't milk in the fridge, that's a scary thought. What can I do? Mom, can we buy extra milk and give it to our neighbor? Um, so a lot of these values that certainly are universal values, they may have, you know, Jewish Hebrew names that go along with them, but they're these universal values that start when you're one and two and three and four years old that hopefully continue to carry on um, throughout your lifetime. And these books help you recognize um some of the things that you as an individual and a young person are very capable of doing. Well, those are great stories and what important values that you're talking about for toddlers, early childhood education. You know, the importance of community and shared experiences is so essential. And, and, and just talk about, especially in what's going on in the world today and, and the importance of community and having opportunities to share these kinds of experiences. We also have books, um, biographies about um, people who have really impacted the world for various, um, through, for various reasons. We have um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, you know, a justice who was, you know, cutting edge um, in everything and just a powerhouse person to speak out about issues that others were not willing to speak out about. We have um, we have all sorts of stories and folk tales that teach lessons of how to treat a neighbor who's different than you. Uh, wasn't Barbara Streisand one of the feature books? You know, I do think she was one of them as well. We, we have gotten a couple of those too. Which is yeah. so great. Yeah. And I think, you know, this, in my world, we talk about EQ, emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. being so important. Um, I know in, in the academic realm of life and school, they're always talking about IQ, intellectual intelligence. And rarely do you hear them talk about how important the EQ, the emotional, and this is where the values taking care of each other, building community uh, is so important. And, uh, you know, again, if we look at what's going on in this world with the wars, with the pandemic, with all that's going on, I see such a major breakdown in community. And so uh, I love PJ Library for their materials and, and work. Anything else you want to add about how PJ Libraries impacted the community besides our own families. 
Yeah, so PJ Library started as really a subscription service. You got books once a month. It was great. There was some information about what you could do with the books. And, and that was kind of the beginning of it. As PJ Library has grown, the reality is that there is a need to do much, much more than receive a book. And so communities all around North America, all around the entire world, we have communities in Ukraine, in Russia, in Israel, in France, South America, Canada, Mexico, uh, South America. Um, so we have communities all over the world. And what um, someone like myself, I'm a PJ library manager, um, we have someone like myself and people called PJ parent connectors who work with their own communities. They may be affinity groups, they may be physically in the same area um, to connect each other to whatever those um those communities want at that time. So for instance, um, I have a community in Steamboat Springs, which um, is a great mountain community. And they um, have one synagogue and they have tons of young families. And these books are able not just connect them within their own home, but they're also able to connect them to each other. And we've even had conversations with the local public library and Steamboat about what these books can do within the library system as well. So um, we host um, play dates around the community. We hook up families who are in places like Grand Junction and Durango and Colorado Springs and Fort Collins. And we're able to connect those families either to each other or to resources within the communities um, like synagogues or a JCC or a community rabbi, whatever those needs are, um, through knowing that they receive subscriptions. So it's a benefit to them um, to receive these books, but it's also a benefit to the community at large because it creates a sense of belonging, knowing that my neighbor three doors down gets that book too. Yeah, that's really cool. So yeah. that you're looking at people that could be isolated in communities, mm -hmm. isolated because of distance, isolated right. because of the pandemic, just isolated mm -hmm. and creating community fun, community celebrations beyond the books. Correct. Yeah. Talk about the importance of belonging. So I think COVID has probably made us all think more about belonging and what that means. Um, as, as I um, connect more with families who don't live in these centralized Jewish communities like Denver, Boulder, um, I, I see that a lot of the experiences that we have all had during the pandemic are not so different than the person who lives um, somewhere between Denver and Durango and who has this, this small intimate family group and um, their sense of belonging um, just like people here in, in the larger communities, they kind of um, felt the sense of belonging disappearing um, or, or they never had it to, get, to begin with or those who had it were having trouble figuring out to how to reconnect. And I think a lot of the belonging, we have to rethink um, belonging may look like something in person, 
Um, and for, for those families who are ready to be in person, that belonging is a face-to-face -face interaction. It's a hug, it's a handshake, it's a creating a project together, it's cleaning up a park together, it's having a Shabbat dinner together, it's praying together, it's doing a social action project. It's creating a garden together. It could be the, all those things. For other families, that sense of belonging is being able to get on a Zoom right. and to, to meet a new family who lives 3,000 miles away. Um, it also may be something um, as simple as opening up your mailbox once a month and getting a book, knowing that I belong to this happens to be PJ library community that people all around this world are part of. We even had one of um, our PJ library books go up um, to the space station. I don't know if you heard about this. No. Super cool. You can go online. You can, you can see all of it. Um, it actually made it up to um, the, the international space station and they read a PJ library book from outer space. So that sense of belonging is just, that's incredible. Like a belonging to not just a nation, not just a world, but like outer space is, is kind of, um, there's something in there that feels pretty amazing. That um, is just awesome. I did yeah. not know that. Yes. And, <laughs> and just talking about belonging is so important. You mentioned like Ukraine and South America, are books actually being sent there? Yes, and they are being um, translating, translated into Ukrainian and uh, Spanish and Portuguese. And I don't know, I don't remember the exact number of languages, um, but yeah, all these books are being translated to various languages or written specifically for that language and that culture. Boy, that gives me goosebumps. That's yeah, really it's, exciting. Yeah, it's really. We have um, we have Spanish ones, Russian ones, Hebrew ones, French and English here uh, in like the Denver area. Is it the same topic? Depends. Translated. Mm -hmm. It depends. Um, some are, some aren't. I mean, certainly culturally, there are differences. Um, if you're living in South America versus in Ukraine, you're going to have different things. You're your um, grandma in, in Ukraine is going to be called something different than your grandma right. in South America. Even language-wise, it's going to be very different. And what you do with, let's say, that grandparent is different. So the books will reflect often that cultural difference as well. So the question to me, first of all, talking about uh, belonging, we know the consequences of not belonging. We've all felt that, we've all been there, often many of us still are there. Um, and what I see now is such a rise in mental health issues and, and concerns with anxiety. I treat lots of kids and anxiety probably is one of the signs and symptoms of the majority of the kids that are coming in for vision problems and learning problems. And when you really get down to the bottom of it, it's all about not belonging to a group, not being accepted. And, and so this goes beyond just a free book. It's got oh, yeah. such a major, um, major impact on, on belonging and, and just being part of something bigger. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like an enormous project. How is this being funded? Yeah. So um, I wanted to speak a little bit more about that, that 
all these social anxieties that are happening even more so now. And I, I hope that, that I am in some way through PJ Library contributing to like the pre preventative medicine um, of um, the upcoming generations of saying, wow, this is like, I belong to something. Even if it's a small little start, um, I hope I'm doing that um, and that our parent connectors do that by reaching out to that one person that then reaches out to the next, to the next, to the next, to make sure that people know that we are connected. Um, an organization that, that I belong to and I belonged to before the pandemic, um, when the pandemic started, they volunteers called every single person in that organization once a month to say, hello, are you okay? Um, and I think, I think that that just says a lot about what community can do in a very small way. Um, I don't think PJ is small, but in a way it is. It's a book. Eh, you can go to the library, you can get books. I think that there are so many ways that we can start to make that, that connection to make that hello um, and to make it not so so scary um, and to realize that we all want to belong in some way. Um, so yeah, so that, that was just a little part. The, the part about funding. So yes, it is a huge undertaking. Um, it was it is um, the the main funding is through the Harold Grinspoon Foundation. Um, he is an amazing Harold Grinspoon is an amazing philanthropist that does incredible work with not just just the Jewish community. This is one of his many projects, um, but he had felt this need that there needed to be um, Jewish books for Jewish for families raising their children Jewish, and um, that is one of our main uh, philanthropists. However, within each community that gives books, um, we raise money through our community donors. So here in, in Colorado, Jewish Colorado is the main funder to make sure that these books, as many as we can possibly um, send to people, get sent out. So we have um, over, we have almost 4,000 subscriptions just for PJ Library, so zero to nine years old. And then we also have a nine to 12 age group, PJ RA, and all of the PJ RA gets funded nationally. And PJ um, Libra Library is a joint venture through the different organizations, depending on where you're at. Might be a Jewish community center, a federation, um, a local synagogues in some places, um, depends where you're at. Can you give the website or a place where people can find out more about mm -hmm. PJ Library? Super easy. Donut. Just type in pjlibrary.org and you're there. Which is great. And we'll include that in the show notes as yeah. well. Yep. And that'll take you to anywhere. It'll take you to the larger site. It'll also take you if you want, if you live specifically in um, a, a community, Colorado is one big community. Some places, if you're in different states, have smaller communities, but it'll take you to all of that. The other piece about that website is there are tons and tons of information. So one of the things about PJ Library, when you sign up, you um, just check off a few things saying, um, are you um, um, raising a, a, 
a child, a Jewish child, you can check it off. If you're not, it's okay. There are still tons of resources that are at your fingertips through the website and through the partnering organizations um, to learn about holidays and values and content and um, crafts and all these different things that are available to everyone who would want it, even if you aren't getting books. Well, Bethany, your passion is overwhelming. And when you talk about I. I hope I make a difference with people. Um, you, you go beyond what we call beyond sight, beyond what's there. You have a vision that's much bigger than being stuck in your house and, and for whatever reason. And so that's plenty apparent. You know, as you talk, I keep having this image come up of a real library full of all of these colorful, wonderful books. Is there a real library for that? Well, not really. I could take a picture of it sometime and send it to you, or you can come by and take a look. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't really look like a real library, but I have always wanted to be a librarian. And so it has the feel of a children's section, um, but it happens to be in like a storage area. But the great part about it is we um, right outside where, where the, the I'm housed is one of the free libraries, the little the little right. um, li free libraries that are all around the the um, state and the country. And I get to decide what books go in there and trade them out every now and then. And anyone is always welcome to come into our makeshift library that um, has tons of books and you're welcome to borrow them. You're welcome to keep them if we have more than one. Um, the, it is definitely an open space for families to come and enjoy um, the books that we have. I can also send books to you if you have a specific book that if you're a PJ Library subscriber and you're looking for a certain book that you don't have, I can always send it to you. If um, you are looking for a, a value, a, a, a holiday or something, I also have those and I would love to um, be able to, to share those resources. And just to reemphasize, as a subscriber, I don't pay anything for the books. Correct. Um, and the books are delightful. They're colorful, they're animated, very age appropriate for the kids in language, they have a lot of different authors. Um, yeah. And they're, they're just uh, fun to read. A lot of them are funny stories, mm -hmm. funny names, you know, we, we laugh about them. And I will tell you part of my family, um, you know, don't have a lot of Jewish uh, customs on a daily activity. And they have learned the holidays and the customs and we can talk about it. And really the foundation of their learning has been through PJ Library. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful for and, that. And I don't know if you know this, but there's also PJ Library grandparents. Well, I get the, the grandparents part. Ah, good. Okay. I wanted to make sure because yeah. not everyone knows that if you are a grandparent, you can also be a PJ Library grandparent and you get special books um, that you can share um, when your grandkids come and visit. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm benefiting from personally, and grateful. And as a big thanks, I donate to to yes. uh, the PJ Library uh, Fund to help support the cause. So, kind of tell us now, where do you think PJ Library is going for the future? Yep. So, PJ Library, I I mean, it's going to remain this this book central subscription, and it's going to 
ideally reach every country. I mean, since it's already re- reached outer space, it clearly is going to get to every country at some point. Um, I don't know about Antarctica. I don't know how many kids live there. <laughs> But um, that's going to continue. I think what we're really going to see the biggest growth in is um, this, what we're talking about, the, the belongingness and about being part of this larger world of families who identify with um, learning and engagement and community activism and community um, celebration and being able to um, have PJ Library as a resource to connect families to each other and to the larger Jewish community um, through partnerships, through um, individual connections with their PJ parent connectors, and really giving everyone opportunities to experience um, that sense of belonging that we've been talking about. And again, uh, our listeners would love to access, don't know anybody in their community, they can just go right on the website and and start getting connected. Yeah, different communities um, work slightly differently, but if you go onto PJ Library, they will get you where you need to go and get you set up right away. That's really great. Well, before we uh, wrap up here, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I, I just, I, I don't think PJ Library is the solution to every challenge and problem and everything in raising Jewish children. But I think that we have an amazing resource here that is so valuable for the community and for individual families that I just hope that more and more families learn about what this resource is and are able to use it and to take it with them on their journeys with their children and their grandchildren and be able to share with others um, the opportunities to connect and to have meaningful conversations um, with each other. And that's really beautiful. And just one last question for you, Bethany. If you had a pair of magic glasses that you could see the world through the lens of clarity, courage, and confidence, what would your world look like? I think that one of the things that I would absolutely want this world to look like is for everyone to know that they have a place in it, that everyone has the confidence in something that they know they thrive in, they are absolutely needed in this world for, and that without them, this world is not as bright and not as amazing as it is because they are part of it. Wow. Thank <laughs> you. That's very moving and inspirational. Well, it, that's what I mean. I think we all have a place. Sometimes it's really hard to find it and I'm still looking for mine. But like we all we all have something we are really, really good at and we really need it at. And if we can all recognize that, that again, we belong. It's recognizing and being in a journey, which is great. 
Well, Bethany, it's truly my honor to be with you. And thanks so much for your inspiration and your words of wisdom. Thank you for having me. This is great. It is my pleasure. And again, check uh, PJ Library at pjlibrary.org. And so just want to remind everybody, remember, your vision doesn't define you. You define your vision. So expand your world and see with clarity, gain courage and confidence. And we'll say goodbye for now. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today on Vision Beyond Sight. Join Dr. Lynn Hellerstein each week to help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. For more information and find additional podcasts, visit lynnhellerstein.com. See you next time on Vision Beyond Sight.